Welcome to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast. I am your host, Green Sky, and I'm a clinical social worker. Today's topic on intimate relationships, I will highlight several studies that examine the link between your marriage and your health. A large-scale study of older married couples responded to questions about their marriage quality, so how they felt about their relationship. And they were asked to respond to questions such as, whether they felt their spouse appreciates them, argues with them, understands their feelings, or gets on their nerves, for example. Then they were also asked to keep detailed diaries about how happy they were in a certain period of time, doing particular activities such as shopping, doing household chores, and watching television. For everyone in the study, a better rated relationship a better rated marriage was linked to greater life satisfaction and happiness. But the study found something surprising. The study found that while wives became less happy if their spouses became ill, their husband's level of happiness did not change or reflect the same outcome if their own wife got sick. We know that when a partner is sick, It is the wife that often does the caregiving, which can be a very stressful experience. But when women get sick, it is not the husband that she relies on, but typically other family members, namely her daughter. So this study is very important because the quality of a marriage can be affected by the health and well-being, particularly for older individuals, of their spouse. And as they continue to age, it is important that support from family can make a difference in terms of happiness when couples manage difficult decisions regarding health and medical decision-making. Another study looked at the link between marriage and longevity in general. So the researchers wanted to examine, could marriage and associated companionship be a key to longer life? So according to new research, not having a permanent partner or spouse during midlife is linked to higher risk of premature death during those midlife years. So the researchers looked at 5,000 individuals in an ongoing study and found that having a partner during middle age protects against premature death compared to those who were never married. And people who were never married were more than twice as likely to die early than those who had been in a stable relationship throughout their adult life. So being single or losing a partner without replacing that partner increased the risk of early death during middle age and reduced the likelihood that one could survive to be elderly. The next study looked at um, whether people with happy spouses live longer. So there's some data that showed that spousal satisfaction was associated with mortality, regardless of the individual's socioeconomic and demographic characteristics. So notably, spouse's life satisfaction was an even greater predictor of of individual's mortality than their own life satisfaction. So people who have a happy partner at the in the study were less likely to die than people who had a very unhealthy partner. And this gap between longevity was eight years. 
So having a healthy spouse can increase your, having a happy spouse can increase your own longevity, life longevity for up to eight years. The finding in this study underscores the role of individuals' immediate social environment in their health outcomes. Most notably, it has the potential to extend our understanding of what makes up individual social environment by including the personality and well-being of individuals who are close to you. Life satisfaction is known to be associated with behaviors that can affect health, including diet and exercise. And happy people who have happy lives tend to be more active. For example, um, they're likely to have active, active lifestyle themselves. But the office, opposite is also true. If your partner is depressed and wants to spend the evening, for example, eating potato chips in front of the television, this is also how your evening will look. And you'll end up um, taking on some of those characteristics and that can have an impact on your life. The next study looked at... Um, the relationship between bad marriages and poor health. So it's not just being married, but it's the quality of this marriage and it can have an effect on health. So um, researchers at Ohio State looked at 45 healthy couples. The couples were married and they surveyed them about their relationships. And then they encouraged them to discuss and try to resolve a conflict that provoked strong disagreement. But before they had this discussion, the researchers drew their blood, videotaped them having a discussion on a conflict that has strong emotions. And then after the conflict was videotaped, they drew their blood. So they had their drawn blood, their blood drawn before they had their argument and they had their blood drawn after they had their argument. So the people in the study who demonstrated more hostile behaviors during the observed discussions had higher levels of this biomarker called LPS binding protein. And this is the biomarker for what's called leaky gut. Evidence of leaky gut was even greater in study participants who had particularly hostile interactions with their spouse, as well as a history of depression or some other, other mood disorder. And leaky gut is a condition where there's bacteria in the blood and that can build up inflammation in your body that can cause um, health-related illnesses. Okay, marital stress is particularly potent stress because your partner is typically your primary support and in a troubled marriage, your partner can become your primary source of stress. So what this study has shown is that marital discord can not only slow how you heal from an illness, but it can also drive up your risk for inflammation-related diseases such as heart disease, diabetes, and depression. Lastly, um, there was um, a study that looked at 15,000 couples who were grouped into four, no, 15,000 individuals who were unmarried, and they were grouped into four categories. 
One category was divorced or separated. The next category were individuals who were widowed. The next category were individuals who were never married. And then the last category were individuals who were in a relationship but not married. And among them, the divorced group had a much, much higher rate of dementia. So divorcees were twice as likely as married people to develop dementia. And this study indicated, particularly with divorced men, showing an even greater disadvantage than divorced women in terms of having dementia. My name is Green Sky. Thank you for listening to the Green Sky Social Work Podcast.